Welcome to Let's Open the Box of Zen with Hitomi. Over the next hour, you will learn how to open, free your mind, and overcome the toughest challenges life throws your way on your path to achieving Zen. Now, here is your host, Hitomi. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. It's time for Let's Open the Box of Zen. This is Hitomi, your new host. What's inside the box today? 私は怒っています。I am angry. That's what George said last week. If you missed it, please visit voiceamerica.com empowerment channel. Let's open the box of Zen episode 2. We had a final part of the interview of Shifu Yanre, authentic Qigong and Kung Fu master. He shared us How to be true to your own personality, values, ideals, and actions, regardless of the pressure that you are under to act otherwise. As he guided us through anger as a part of life's essence, continued to episode two, George analyzed anger from his childhood experiences raised in Queens, New York, through his career in the U.S. Marine Corps. And now, as a fitness professional, today he will tell us about 14 different types of anger. Yes, 14. I didn't know there are so many different types of anger. 14 angers. Well, there's no, what is 14 angers? All right, so、um, let's see, 14 angers. We got the first one, is, we call it assertive anger. We consider this one to be pretty constructive. This is when Um, best example relationships. Hey, you did something stupid. You got me mad. That person is assertive and is constructive, and the other person then changes what they do. Hey, I'm angry. This is why I'm angry. You made me angry, and now all of a sudden it changes it.、Uh, from there, you have behavioral anger, and this one goes from emotional to physical anger. So, this is where somebody could punch the wall, like I said. I mean, I've done that many times when I was younger. You punch a wall or you break something, and that's not good either because you could hurt yourself and maybe you'll hurt something or someone. I have to tell you,、Uh-oh. when I was a kid, my classmate, the friend's mom, <laughs> she did the egg, raw eggs.、Uh-huh. <laughs> she gets angry and smashed the raw eggs, and we were laughing. So much. <laughs> Just picturing like her mom is like, you know, like throwing the raw eggs. <laughs> oh, she was probably angry when she was cleaning up that mess. <laughs> yeah. Extremely, extremely that, angry. Yeah. That's the second angry. Okay. What's the third?、Uh, third one is chronic anger. And this one, they call it a low level one, but it's continuous. So this one's not good either. Again, this one is one where you have relations between your friends or your co workers or your boss. Then this is where you have frustration, resentment, where you're irritable. That's something that stays with you all the time. Like you go to work angry、um, and you don't say anything, you keep it in, and it's just slow. You don't explode, but it just sits there. And I mean, that one I could definitely relate to from my old jobs and、uh, relationships and stuff like that, where you just keep it in and then it's like, ah. Then from there, we go into the big one destructive anger. And that's literally what it sounds like. 
This is where you get violent. This is where you hate something or someone. This is where you break everything and anything, you just explode, let everything out. And that one's not good either. That one's pretty dangerous. This is where you could hurt someone, you could hurt yourself, not only physically, but emotionally, you know, verbally. Because don't forget, it's not anger isn't just physical, it's uh it's emotional, it's words. You say things and you can't take them back. And then what do you do? So that one's not a good one. Uh, the one we just went over that uh, Zerna said was moral and judgment anger. Kind of like that righteous anger where like she said, if somebody's messing with my sister mm-hmm. or somebody's doing something that's not right to somebody else and it brings out. And that's one of the ones where what we were just saying where it's questionable, right? Like you got to really like that's one of those. Is it bad? Is it good? Mm-hmm. You, know, you have to make that moral judgment for yourself. Mm-hmm. Another one, which I definitely agree with and understand is overwhelming anger, where you're overwhelmed, where it builds up over time and where you don't express it, right? You don't let it out. So you're kind of like a tea kettle and you're just letting it boils and boils and boils and then you just explode. And that's the one that's, again, more destructive for yourself mm-hmm. because you're keeping it in and that's bad. You know, that's just negativity and bad energy and then you make bad decisions and it's just no way no. No way, no. Now, this was more general. What I'm going to say is I feel like this is a, a lot of women, the passive aggressive anger. What do you mean by that? <laughs> yeah, I don't understand that. <laughs> the passive, where an example is sarcasm. <laughs> Lack of response. Silence. My favorite one. <laughs> <laughs> silence. And this is just where you just avoid it. You're just avoiding anger. Mm-hmm. right so it doesn't mean like you're not angry it means you're physically just staying away from it but you're feeling it and it gets worse so that's mm-hmm. it's almost like that one leads to a bigger one all these are like steps mm-hmm. of going up yeah i can totally resonate my <laughs> action sometimes like yeah you're trying to deal with it better way like adult way and just doesn't get the result <laughs> and gradually you're like why don't you understand what i mean you know <laughs> it's easier to smash something immediately and move on <laughs> now who can't relate to that right <laughs> yeah. cannot relate to that do mostly women no 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 guys do it too i mean uh we just go silent when a guy goes silent that's not good either yeah that's scary yeah. Yeah, it's not good. And then it's almost like we're 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 not saying. Well, I'll just go for my I'll speak for myself. I won't say something for the sheer fact that I know it'd be worse, and that's not good. Uh, the next one is good old retaliatory anger, which is pretty much revenge, <laughs> and where you want to go out, and you want to figure out a way to f- either physically, emotionally, verbally hurt the other person. And this is again, this is the ones that are terrible for relationships, be it between spouses, family members, friends. Um, when you get that, you know, that one friend that, you know, just knows how to dig your buttons, yes. you know, that sucks or the, you know, your significant other who they know a lot about you. So they know how to get under your skin. Like nobody else can by saying things. That's terrible. That's, uh, that's not good. That's not good to do it. It's really, it's really self-destructive in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next one is self-abuse anger. And this one, I'll definitely hang my, hang my coat on this one. This one is called where you have shame and negative thoughts, you internalize it. And then this is where you beat yourself up. And a lot of times this is why I'm just going to use the military as an example. 
we have PTSD and all this stuff because from here we keep it all in. We feel that nobody could help. And then you go into drugs, alcohol, you overeat or you don't eat. And you just do a lot of negative self-talk, a lot of self-destructive, self-abusive stuff where you take it all on yourself. Like this happened because of me. So that's a really bad one too. A lot of these are not so much physical, more mental, emotional to yourself. And this is, this is the guy one. So passive aggressive, I said, was generally women, silent anger. This is the, the guy one, I feel. But, you know, it could be both, obviously. So this is the one where you keep things inside. You don't express your feelings, especially when they first happen. So you keep it in, you say nothing. And then an example of this one would be um, where you're angry at somebody and you tell them, well, if you don't know what you did, I'm not going to tell you. So it's almost like the person did something to you a week ago. You're so angry about it now. Now you're not going to even talk about it. So that's, that's no point. Yeah. But no it's point. still like, don't you want to say what's wrong? So uh, I don't know. No, you should. Exactly. You should say what's wrong. That's Actually, terrible. Yeah. It's very common though. In the Unless, it, you know how people uh, sometimes they overreact and then uh, maybe they don't know how to end that situation so they just keep uh going with it with mm -hmm. uh so <laughs> maybe a person did not do anything uh so big but then you do it in that way i'm not gonna say or whatever because there is not much to say it could be i agree that there's different there's gray area and everything yeah it's always a gray area there's not exacts or or like you said maybe Whatever, somebody did something and then you don't want to blow up. So you give it like, let me talk to you the next day. Yeah. And then you still talk about it. But then that still comes back to communication, though. That's what I think. Then this is me speaking to myself, where I used to do stuff like that. I'd be angry. I'll go to work. I make, uh, uh, and then four days later, I'll just be like, you remember what you did? Oh. <laughs> Instead of me just saying, hey, listen, I can't talk about it right now. I'm not in the right state of mind for it. Do you understand that? And then, you know. But it can't, I don't know, in my opinion, it just can't be too many days. It should be the next day, at least, or two days. Um, the next one is, um, it's, it's, this one's simple, verbal anger, just yelling, screaming, sarcasm. And again, the big one with this one is saying things um, in relationships, you know, family, friends, uh, significant others. And what, that's, uh, that's mindfulness, right? Isn't that from the article Mindfulness, where you get so accustomed to being with the people you're around with and that you forget sometimes and now you start saying things that you feel you should but you really shouldn't not good or bad but it's almost like you're being disrespectful yeah because you take them from for granted believing that they will always be there no matter of your kind of behavior you display exactly that's what that one reminds me of being it just saying random stuff and it just again just damages everything Another one with the emotional stuff. Uh, volatile anger. This is violent rage. And this one's not good because it's with little or no warning. This is the people who get triggered by small annoyances or frustrations. Um, they throw, yell, scream, shout. They get physical. But then this one usually comes because of the fact that they've had some sort of long-term anger prior to that. And they don't know how to communicate. They don't know how to express that stuff. Mm -hmm. And that one, that, that one's pretty bad because then you never know. God forbid. You know, this is where... Again, I'm from New York. You go to a bar here. Why is it that every weekend there's people getting arrested? They have a couple yeah. of drinks. All of a sudden, somebody bumps into you. The same example I used before. And you just start raging out. Just, ah, and it's, yeah, that's not good.
Mm-hmm. Uh, from there, we go to deliberate anger. These are the last two. This is another one kind of like revenge. Highly targeted, as they say. Deliberate anger. You highly target. You design it to hurt the person who has hurt you. Vicious. It's like seeing the thunder uh, uh, like on the internet. When you see a uh, lightning strikes uh, somewhere <laughs> in the ocean and then like, like this fish particular. <laughs> yeah. like, I want to kill this fish. <laughs> Exactly. The whole this one. <laughs> <Zap it. laughs> that one's pretty crazy. I, I don't know. I think that one's just literally revenge. Like you're just putting your time and effort and energy. Yeah. Like yeah. do something better with that. Be constructive. Go work out. Go for a walk. You know, cook. Read a book. And then the last one, this one is actually very interesting. I, I never even thought of this one. This is called addictive or habitual anger. And because when you get angry, you get an adrenaline rush, a dopamine high in the brain. The drugs come out in the brain, the happy drugs, so you feel good. So these are the people that physically go out and look for problems. They look to get angry because they like that feeling of being angry. And it doesn't have to be just physical fighting. It's emotional. You know, it's, you know, you come home and you just start screaming, you know, for no reason. You, you go to your friend's party and you just have one beer and you just let it out. So that one's really, I never, never even thought about that one. The people who just get angry because they enjoy the feeling of being angry. Mm, interesting. Mm. Yeah, that one's scary to me. I, I don't know about you, but that one sounds pretty scary. I just remembered a joke. I want to read it to you. Okay. If that's okay. Yeah. So it was like this. Uh, my therapist told me that a great way to get rid of my anger is to write letters to the people I hate and then burn them. I did that, and now I don't know what to do with the letters. <laughs> <laughs> you burn the people. <laughs> you burn the people. That's literally how you get rid of anger. Yeah, that's the joke. That's why I like the language and linguistics. It's uh, depending on how it's written. <laughs> I'm not sure uh, it really goes away uh, on its own. When you were talking about different types of anger, that one came into mind. Like, how do you get rid of it? Uh, because sometimes you need professional help. Sometimes you need just a talk. Um, all we know is we can't deny all those angers. We can't suppress. If you suppress, that's mm-hmm. scary, really. Mm-hmm. It's going to build up and explode or harm yourself. So differently, we need anger. Um, to express, like you said, having a, a meeting with yourself, <laughs> putting your mind out from your brain, like out from the box, put it outside and start open conversation. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Thank you, George. That was definitely interesting theme. And 14 angers. I had no idea there are so many different angers. And each one I could actually see like who's doing it or even the society doing it. Like woe is one of the things anyway. Well, thank you for such a great insight today. Okay, so I need to properly introduce you guys to the listeners from our inside, not how you guys appear outside. <laughs> so who are you? Uh, who am I on the box of inside? Yes, who are you inside the box of Zana? 
inside of your mind, inside of your heart. Who are you? Okay, I need to think about it. <laughs> What's your passion? What's your beliefs? First, I have to tell you something. Uh, the sessions that we have with the Zen Master on Sundays, sessions are, are called Who Am I? And uh, now when you say who the question is, and when I think about it, who am I? I cannot, like, I have to think about what he uh, says because he says every Sunday, so it's stuck in my head. He says that we are all a, 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 a salamis, actually, basically. Salamis? <laughs> salamis, like salami, meat salami. <laughs> His meaning. <laughs> He's meaning that it's the body that you are not your body. Whatever you think you are, you're not. <laughs> so that is uh, what puzzles me now. And you ask me the question to say, who are you? Then I just want to say, like, I'm being brainwashed. I'm a meat salami. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because your body changes, but you also change on uh, so many levels. So uh, all my point is, you are not your, your body. You are not your appearance. You are not your... Even uh, your emotions, you're not your emotions. Like uh, they do not make you who you are. If I say what I am today, in a week, I'll be the same thing. <laughs> That's the problem. Too much thinking. Uh, yeah, uh, basically, I'm a, a person who is very keen on helping other people and animals and nature. And I just see myself and my purpose as being there to help and serve others around me. It's not just my family. It's anybody that I meet, regardless of, you know, meeting them uh, uh, in person or online or not even meeting them in any uh, other way, but hearing about them or hearing about their needs. Okay, guys, we're going to take a short commercial break. We will be back after the short break. Please stay tuned. Let's open the box of Zen. See you soon. Voice America is on LinkedIn. Connect with us today. We often hear the word Zen, but what exactly is Zen? The answer is as endless as a bottomless box. The base of a Zen philosophy is a mind capable of fresh thinking, one that is free, not trapped. Tune in to Let's Open the Box of Zen with your host, Hitomi, to explore how to let go of life's toughest challenges and find your Zen. Let's Open the Box of Zen Mondays at 12 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Welcome back to Let's Open the Box of Zen with Hitomi. Have a question for Hitomi or her guests? Join us on the show at 888-346-9141. 
That's 888-346-9141. Now, back to the show. Please tell us how you are on the inside, your mind and the heart. Who are you inside a box of Zana? So that's the, I see myself, my uh, purpose in life as being someone who helps in any way, even if it means just being kind, saying a kind word or holding the door to someone or from, from little, little things, little details like basic, polite manners to, to bigger things. That's uh, how I see myself. And um, I'm very much passionate about uh, humans and nature and uh, bringing humans and, and nature together, like uh, living in a, a uh, peaceful way together, which is a is, challenge. <laughs> is that why you chose to be a meditation teacher? You could say so. Uh, that type of meditation is uh, everything besides sitting. So it's not sitting. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so because uh today when you say uh meditation i guess we are conditioned to think about somebody who is sitting in a comfortable position Mm -hmm. (laughs) or laying down you know being with the breath and counting or i mean it's all good those are all useful tools but it, it has to be more than that. It's, it, it's not yes. just that because in those moments you tend to wander away or if you fall asleep, it's good. I think actually it's good to sleep, but <laughs> that's the best meditation. Uh, well, how about your um, hobby, mountain climbing? Yeah, that's a big thing. You, I'm talking about not just a regular mountain, but the snowy mountain, which is very dangerous, high altitude, severe weather. So, yes, uh, it happens. It's not something that I planned or said I want to be uh, like a extreme mountaineer. It's uh, something that happens naturally, gradually. It's like when you're a baby. And you learn how to, uh, first you learn how to uh, crawl, yeah, then how to sit, then how to stand up holding things. Then you learn how to walk with somebody assisting you, and then you learn how to run and so on. So it's the same in the world, with in, in, in mountain world. Like first you go on hikes, on meadows, not so high, or you go on, on areas in nice weather, you go lightly dressed, you go, you know, like just for, um, let's say for fun at the beginning. And then as you spend more and more time there uh, and you uh, meet more and more people, then of course you meet experienced people who can in a way usher you in that world of more and more like extremes. So you gradually get some new gear, you go through courses, you go through lessons, and uh, you start exposing yourself to the cold weather, to the different kind of conditions, different kind of terrain. And before you know it, uh, from those sunny, like grassy fields, you are in the rocks somewhere high and you like it because, I don't know, it just happened. I think it's natural for humans to climb. And I have to tell you that on camera and on video, it always looks 
more uh, terrifying than it really is in reality because camera somehow tends to narrow stuff or it has some angles, I don't know, but when you are there seeing it with your own eyes and being in the whole uh, surroundings, for me, it doesn't look that extreme. Of course, it is dangerous. Everything is dangerous. But uh, if you stay respectful to the mountain, then it's okay. Like you have to listen to the mountain, what it has to say. So there were days when you clearly could feel that it's not a good day and you should just you know, chill, go back. And there were days when you just could feel it like it's a good moment, the weather is good, everything's good, and you just go for it. So I guess it's mutual. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So from this kind of experience, like a change to your, what's inside of your box? Yeah. Uh, as we grow up, and a lot of, I would say, I would dare to say the conditioning uh, of uh, kids and, and teenagers, later adults, a lot of it happens systematically through the ways of society. So how you brought, how you are brought up as a child, the way the school uh, functions, universities, like you are in a way already prepared for a certain way to have a role in a society uh, in order for the society to function and so on. But as you grow up, you don't realize that that's the way that you are heading. You don't, because you think it's normal, you know, you go to school, you go to sports, later on you'll finish, uh, I don't know, if you go to university or you get a job or whatever, how families are starting. And only later in life, you start to see patterns, 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 mm -hmm. patterns, and everybody's going through those patterns. And uh, then you realize that it's just the established system, which is, I'm not saying that it's good or bad. It's just the way as it is. And uh, we as humans need that certain uh, security to, to thrive as a society. But when you start going outside in the nature, in the mountains specifically, up there, uh, you don't really care how the person next to you, how what's their name, what's their nationality, what do they have or do they don't have in life or how do they look like, or anything uh, out of the, you know, the things that society cares about in the mountains, you don't care about those things, and mountains don't care about those things. So up there, only thing that matters is how good of a person you are, which means you need to take care of yourself, and you need to take care of the person, of the people in your surroundings, so that everybody would, would be safe and have a nice experience. And when you start realizing that and coming back to, to the society, then you see how much the modern human has moved uh, from, the, from the nature. You see how we have distanced ourselves. And that's why we care so much about shallow things like appearances, like different gadgets, like, I don't know, makeup or whatever, which is all, again, a normal thing. As that's how, how it's supposed to be, I guess, in the modern world, but the nature is uh, the excellent teacher. So universities and uh, different schools, they are, of course, uh, a necessity, but the nature teaches you things, I think, that no school can teach you, conventional school that, that humans have established. Like Mother Nature really teaches you, number one, humility, then number two, respect, you know, 
appreciation, also love, self-love. And in a way, before you know it, you uh, start being aware of that you are literally in all of your surroundings and all of your surroundings uh, is in you. Mm-hmm. So it's not, you know, you see a snake and then the somebody in the city would say, you know, kill it, burn it with, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. But when you see it in nature, you try not to disturb it. You want to uh, like be peaceful and move on or, or anything like spider and ant. You realize that all of these creatures live in harmony with uh, one another. And when you're there, you better live in harmony, you know, with yourself and with the nature. So that's what I think when I say uh, being respectful to the mountain, it's like, even if it's just a rock, it's not just a rock. There is whole life driving, like micro life that you don't see with your eyes. So you need to be respectful of it. And definitely mountain can feel it. Mountain can feel it. And uh, we say it like, if you are allowed to go on the top, you will be on top. If you're not allowed and you still try to push it, then you'll get punished. <laughs> uh, the mountain climbing, the nature makes you, your perspective to wider, wider region. Yes, because you realize that for a um, nice life, you need only so much as to uh, have some food and water and have a shelter, like just to be on the dry uh, a ground. Uh, have a roof like uh, above your head and that's it even if you don't have a roof uh, it's just some kind of a shelter where you are dry so 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 those are like three or four things that I've I've mentioned that's it that's that's all you what you need for to be living Mm -hmm. and when you look at uh, societies today oh my you Mm -hmm. in your house uh, I have stuff I don't even know that I have (laughs) <laughs> but I, 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 I don't even need them but they appear I don't know how somehow <laughs> and everything is cluttered and so many things that are produced and sell and you know mm-hmm. because our minds work in a really really interesting ways mm-hmm. we like to find out a lot and then instead of actually going out there finding and learning about the nature about ourselves I guess uh buying like modern shopping of things acquiring so to say i guess is a way of compensation you know that's how i see it the way like you have this false sense that you Mm. have acquired something abundance Mm -hmm. no but it's i think it's rather uh instead of that like it's uh uh, being and becoming rather Mm. than having you know yeah so you are a seeker for the true happiness or true yeah. <laughs> Do you have any questions, George, to Zana, our box member? He's thinking. Uh oh. <laughs> you are in trouble. No, is it, is it just a. Uh, let's see. It's a, when did you, when you started climbing these mountains, when did it go from, all right, I just need to get to the top of that mountain to how philosophically you think about things now? Because. You didn't just start off by going, all right, I got to make sure that the mountain hears me, understands me and knows me. You had to start off basically. So when did you transition? Was there a moment where you felt like, all right, I need to respect this mountain? Or when did that little switch happen? 
firstly, it was never for me intention, the motivation, especially intention was never to be on the top of the mountain. And I would never, I always correct people here, say that how they conquered a mountain, but they, you cannot conquer a mountain. So we said you climbed, you climbed, you know, if you're lucky, you'll climb to the top, but it's not a necessity. So for me, it was just being out there. If I reach the top, that's cool. If I don't reach the top, that's also cool. For me, it was just like to be out in the nature. And when you are climbing, depending on how high altitude, there is a time frame and time window that you have to uh, catch in order to come down safely. So you have to be honest with yourself and uh, realize that if you cannot reach that time window safely, it's better not to continue the climb. And I saw a lot of people uh, struggling with their own egos of, you know, they think it's uh, giving up. They think it's losing something, which is not. It's on the contrary. It's a great lesson. It's a great lesson, especially imagine you're traveling, for example, uh, to another country, across, let's say Himalayas. And it's an expedition of the whole month because you have to uh, have a uh, altitude uh, adjusting like period. So you don't develop the sickness. So now imagine you uh, finding the money, finding the time, getting through everything, preparing for years or, and then finally getting to the expedition and then getting to a certain altitude and the weather goes bad and you don't make it to the top because the weather was bad or because God forbid you got sick or something. So being disappointed in such situation is the last thing you need to do because you take it as a lesson for you. And I would see people being even upset or angry. Getting angry on the mountain is the worst thing. You never you don't want to get angry in the mountain. <laughs> never, ever. <laughs> because it's very, very dangerous. And um, I guess being in the surrounded uh, with people who had that kind of attitude showed me how I do not want to be and that that's the not right way because it's not about really you climbing somewhere and saying yeah I conquered something you know please <laughs> you know what I mean so it was just that I guess happiness and appreciation of being there of being in a, a uh, being like in that uh, position where I where I can buy new stuff that I need technical stuff like you know ropes, axes, boots, ice cream ponds, rucksacks, all of the gear it it costs and you have to change it every every uh, few years if you are using it regularly because it wears down. So it's in a matter of for safety. So I guess I've started appreciating more those things than actually you know of thinking how I have to like make some, I don't know, be on Mount Everest and say like, hey, I was there. Of course, if I ever go up there, that's wonderful. But the whole process of preparation to, to being there, that's what makes me happy. Like I already, I'm happy looking forward, just being there, you know, seeing, ah, uh, you know, like, ah, uh, so that, that that is for me, definitely. Thank you for your question. <laughs> <laughs> well, how about you, George? What's inside of your box? 
my box. Yes. Um, my box is like those Russian dolls with a lot of mini boxes. Ah. All right. So, <laughs> yeah, I popped one out. I thought that was the last one. And there's another, there's another. And what I mean by that is uh, I'm a little older now. So I'm in a different box of my life now compared to when I was younger. When uh, I guess my main one in the beginning was always adventure, having adventure. I was always outside. I was, I grew up in New York, so it's not like we have a lot of forests. We have parks, but I always, we always doing, it's, it's a game called Manhunt. It was a game. Manhunt was almost like um, hide and seek, but with teams. And then you make it with a perimeter of kilometers and you got to find each other. So this game could take out, or sometimes it would take days because you would have to go home and nobody knew you went home and there was no cell phones and you would wake up the next day and you would continue the game. You would call and be like, hey, are we playing tomorrow? Yeah. So it was always, I always wanted to invent. And that's why everything I did, I always wanted to try to be different and do something different. I went into music. And then from there, I went into sports. And then from sports, I went into more athletics. And then I saw weight training and I always, different boxes of things that I wanted to do. And now I'm at the point where all these little boxes, I try to, uh, I guess the word is um, like to be an example and show people that you don't have to be just stuck in one thing. Mm. You know what I mean? Like you don't have to just like, you're not just this. You're not like, I'm just not a trainer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Training is what I do, but I'm not just a trainer. Like I enjoy zombie books. <laughs> you know, I, I love that stuff. I enjoy reading just random things on like I, when I got one book about uh, a honeycomb from the movie, the matrix. Mm-hmm. Remember the mm-hmm. movie, the matrix of Neo. Yeah. I got books on that. Cause I enjoy that. Now where I'm at, my box is just, uh, I want to try to all the things that I've learned throughout and all the experiences that I've had. I deal with people every single day and I try to show them that whatever your goal is, whatever you want to do, I use fitness now as my main box of trying to show people, hey, don't worry about your weight. Don't worry about, uh, oh, you have an injury. Let's do the best you can with what you got and just keep moving forward with that. We'll be back after the short break. Thank you. Follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. You need to live up to your full potential. You've heard that for years, but now there's a channel to help you get there. Introducing the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Our listeners have told us that they want to be motivated, hear about success stories, and positive encouragement around the clock. And we've responded to you. The Voice America Empowerment Channel is the home of the world's top life coaches, entrepreneurs, and success experts. Listen to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's here at voiceamericaempowerment.com. Become a member of VoiceAmerica.com. It's easy and best of all, it's free. Start out by going to our homepage or any of our channels and click register at the top. Once you've created an account and signed in, you can create your own custom library, opt into our newsletter, search by show, host, guest, or topic of interest, or browse millions of hours of content across all of our Voice America radio channels. Membership gets you more. Visit VoiceAmerica.com today to get started and tailor the listening experience to your taste. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Welcome back to Let's Open the Box of Zen with Hitomi. Have a question for Hitomi or her guests? Join us on the show at 888-346-9141. 
That's 888-346-9141. Now, back to the show. Like Zerna said, not so much as conquering, but just you got to change. You got to adapt. You got to overcome it. You know, you got to you got to flow. Be like water. <laughs> those are like my boxes now. I have, like I said, like a little, a bunch of little ones. Some I kept so, closed. Some are closed forever, though. <laughs> I closed for a while now. That's it. So what kind of boxes are you creating now? Um, I guess the adventure one is coming back. The, the adventure one of, uh, of taking risks. So, you know, like Ooh. taking risk and uh, just going all in. I feel like uh, you can't half-ass certain things. You got to full-ass. <laughs> you know, you can't jump in with just one foot in certain things. And uh, that's what I mean, like the adventure and the risk box. Those are opening up. And like one big one is uh, a move. You know, it's an adventure, a move. And you mm-hmm. can't do that with, uh, with, but yeah, there's a little bit of fear, but you can't do it like without putting everything into it. You got to go 100, you know, 100%. And that's the box where I personally thought I wasn't going to open again. And then it just, just so happened that it popped up. Mm. And, now, uh, and now here I am getting, uh, getting my boots ready <laughs> to hit the pavement. That's a military thing. That means uh, that's when we would go on a march. Like you're going to go. You're going to put your backpack on and you're going to go. Mm-hmm. That means put your boots on and hit the pavement. You are more freer than before. Like your box is expanding. Yeah, it went from being very, very restricted, very rigid. Mm. And now, now it's just more, more relaxed. It's not made out of concrete anymore. Because of aging, could it be the reason too? <laughs> yes, it's because I'm old. <laughs> it's called maturity. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I don't know. Sometimes in my brain, I'm still 18 years old. But it's... Uh, <laughs> I think it's experience. It's life experiences and uh, and perspective on things now from things that have happened before. I mean, luckily, I could say I, I went through the military and I did my, my time in the military. That changed perspective from before I went in. How, how long have you been in the military? My contract was eight years. Uh, that's a long time. So that changes perspective. Then you leave that and then you start. I started working for a company. So that gave me another perspective. Very rigid. Wake up at this time. Do this. Do that. And then I took the risk of going to my own business. And now that changes another perspective. Mm. So it's more, you got to be more flexible. Bruce Lee, like I said before, be like water. Now it makes sense. Because mm. if you just put yourself in a rigid box and then something, a bump in the road happens, you break. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to be able to go over it and you just got to be able to flow and try the best you can <laughs> as the speed bumps come and just keep on going. And it's about the boxes you don't want to close, no, open. Yeah. Well, isn't there a risk if they open at one time and you didn't want to open them, then what might happen? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, just an example with that. Like one of them was after a certain time, uh, had a personal issue happen. And then from there, it started uh, a lot of drinking. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's not good. You can't be a trainer and be drinking all the time. Well, not all the time, but, you know. Yes, moderation is fun. Well, what would happen would be then I would do my work, come home, drink, do a work, come home, drink. So that became a pattern. So that pattern would cause worse things to happen where I would sleep in, and then I would sleep in and my day would get worse. So I'd come home and drink more. And then over and over and over, cyclical. So that pattern, I realized, all right, it's not good. It's not going to help me. 
right? I got to talk to somebody. I got to figure out. I got to put something more positive to put that energy focus into. So that whole boozing, whenever I came home, I had to put that away. And that's just the way I did it. I put it away. I was like, all right, you know, you're going to stop doing that. You replaced it with coffee. I replaced it with a lot of coffee. (laughs) 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 Yeah, I replaced that with, I would come home and this is what I like to do. I would put YouTube. And it would be anything. It could be a cartoon. It could be, like I said, Tom, anything that I thought of at the moment. I put that on and I would have a ginger ale. And then that's what I replaced it with. So then slowly that pattern, the new pattern came up. Now all of a sudden it's like, all right, I don't even want to have, when I come home, like something stressful. I would be like, oh, where's the beer? No, I keep that away. Now I don't even feel it. I don't even think about it. It wasn't positive. You know what I mean? It's like. It was destructive. It would be terrible. Imagine something happens now and then I'd be a case of beer. And I'm a heavy guy. So one beer is nothing. Two beers is nothing. Six beers, 12 beers. <laughs> the start. <laughs> it's a, yeah. So and that would be straight downhill after that. So that's one of like, that's an example of one of the boxes. I mean, the other ones, I feel like we could, I learn how to, uh, how to deal with things, talk about things, but certain things like that, I feel like not nah, throw it away, keep it out of there. Don't open it back up. There's no need. Yeah. But that's the same thing. Like, um, uh... Uh, dealing with uh, any issue that you have so you dealt with it successfully and uh, that's it like you didn't just ignore it because if you if you would ignore it then you would be drinking still mm-hmm. yeah that's yeah, true mm-hmm. in first place why did you go into that pattern like any trauma no uh, in the in the military that's all we do is drink so it's just so, that wired habit, nothing. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was uh, just like, yeah. So you would, let's say an example was on Wednesdays, it was something called field day where you had to clean where you live, your living area, your room, and then you uh, get inspected the next morning. So you would stay up all night cleaning your room, getting inspected that night, to wake up the next morning to get inspected again. And it's not like where you clean your house and you dust and everything. Like they will take the drawers out and go in the little sides of the drawers. Yeah, and, I think I saw in the movie yeah, something was, like that. Yeah. yeah, so if... Imagine it's 10 o'clock at night and you failed inspection. So you got to stay up another hour and clean. And then they get inspected again and another hour. And they would find them. Uh. They would find things everywhere. They were going to the shower. And you know how you have the little metal thing on the shower that collects hair? Well, it has to be shiny. We have, to ha- we have this polish and we have to shine it. Wow. And so we started making it fun where it was like, all right, we're clean. And if you failed, you would drink. So we wanted to fail. Uh. <laughs> So we're sitting there, 21 year olds, and just, all right, we failed. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) That's not even the weekends. You know, that's, it's just what it, I don't know, just what it was there. And then I just, that's all I knew, right? Like a stress relief. So, how did you notice that is a bad pattern? When and how? Anything triggered? um, Well, or aging? No, no, it was, was, I like to look good. Uh, I, I like to look uh, good and I'm not, I'm not like vain or anything, but it, it's like, I, I, I enjoy nice things, you know? So I like nice jeans, nice shirt. Um, so one day I'm just putting, cause I, again, I lived in the gym, sweatpants, big hoodies. And if you know me then I would have big hoodies, <laughs> big t-shirts. So I wouldn't pay attention. And then one day I had to go to a wedding and I had to put a suit on and it was a disaster. I had no suit that fit and dress pants don't give. They're very, they're fitted meant to be where they're meant to be and when i had no pants that fit i was like what is going on it was, it was it was like what is this so with my adidas track pants it's stretchy <laughs> so you don't feel anything like yeah i look fantastic 
But I put that on and my button downs didn't fit, my clothes didn't fit. And I was just like, I looked at myself in the mirror. I'm like, what are you doing? That's a very interesting awakening. Well, I'm, you know, being a trainer too, training people, nobody could really tell because I was in hoodies. Yeah. Right. And then I could lift a lot of weight. So it was just like, oh, I'm just a big guy. You know, hmm. oh, he's lifting. He's just a big guy. And then it was like, just one day, like when I put that on, I think it was a Saturday. Like, <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> no, I was like, no. And it's not like the next day I stopped. No, I drank that night because I was sad because of that. <laughs> I don't see my toes. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see a lot of things. And I was like, Monday, <laughs> Monday, I'm going to stop. Tuesday, I'm going to stop. But I didn't. And then it was just like, all right, today, nothing. And then three days I would drink again and then nothing. And then, and then eventually it was just like, no, you got to. And slowly I just yelled at myself pretty much. And not like there was anybody really for me to talk to. I just yelled at myself. I talked to myself. I didn't yell at myself, but I talked to myself. And I was like, all right, you got to not, not drink now. And I would continue with what's going on. All right, you don't go to the store. Go somewhere else. And I would do that. And then I would come home and be like, all right, you don't got to order it on Uber Eats or whatever. Because we have apps here. You could get anything. Mm-hmm. You can sit on your couch. It's easy. Yeah, you want to drink? Yeah, there it is. Mm-hmm. And then eventually one day became two day. Two day became three. Three days became a run. And then from running, it was like, oh, my God, I'm terrible at running. What am I doing? And then from there, I just started slowly changing little things every day. And the YouTube for me was a big one. I'm very visual. So I like seeing it and hearing it and just like silly things. And then the carbonation is the other one. I don't know if you guys ever heard that. Like a soda is carbonated, mm-hmm. like sparkling water. So that was like, instead of the carbonation of a beer, you get that. That's what I did. And then I stopped with that. Mm-hmm. Well, now you are even doing mindful eating and it's a very, yeah. yeah so it's a big shift from the yeah, Saturday. Right. You couldn't fit <laughs> Well, I mean, it's a whole life change. It's a whole other box now. That's what I mean by now. I could take these things. And even if I meet other veterans or people who, who have issues, again, that's why I like training because I could talk to a lot of people with different things. Sometimes eventually it comes out. The reality of why they want to do certain things come out and I could relate to it now. Yeah. Whereas before I would just be, you know, like, just move. I still do that. I'm not going to say I don't, but, mm. and once we're done with say the class setting, I take them aside. I'm like, all right, listen, mm-hmm. you know, then I'm the good guy. You know, I could be bad, cop, but I know it's hard. I know it's hard and I know it takes time. I know yeah. patience. Yeah. It's very hard to be out from the pattern. Addiction to just uh, some kind of a, uh, Thinking patterns, is, it's very hard. You really have to have some realization. It's otherwise, going all the cycle, same patterns, patterns. Oh, interesting. Well, like myself, um, I can't pronounce this word, but I want to be a warrior. <laughs> warrior. Mm-hmm. Right. But reality, I'm more like a warrior. <laughs> Worrying, worry. worrying, yeah, worrying, worrying, warrior. So in my box, it's this is the balance. I want to be a warrior, meaning just like Zana or just like George, like whatever scares me, um, I have to try. But then there comes my warrior, other warrior I can't pronounce, is always there. So it's debating. Yeah, if um. I can do this, I can hat, and but as I age, big shift was I start believing more instinct. 
So there's no um, specific reason, but how my body feels it and just to go with it, normally, normally good. And if I do that, if I feel, still I can blame myself. But if there is another, some um, other people's opinion or books from out, outer energy, outer um, resource, then, oh, the book was wrong. You know, I can blame them. So that's the big change, I think. I started believing not myself. Um, I need to really work on to believe myself, but more like an instinct, really. I think that's inside of me, like what my gut feels. Yeah, so I can definitely talk about this group because Georgie was my client. And how did I feel? Oh, this guy is very trustworthy. It's just a instinct. And and when I started to talk with you, Zana, it's the same thing. She's great. It's like a intuition, not the reason, not the um, because she has such a such a thing. I mean, it, you know, it's just more naturally this my gut. So it was out of blue, like, oh, let's let's make a fitness group, <laughs> and it could fall apart. But instead, everything just like a boom, 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 like. We have a beautiful website, even though none of us was a web designer. And of course, we get the right help always came in like a weird timing. Mm-hmm. This that Voice America, what we are doing is the same thing. Mm-hmm. I just didn't know I am going to be a host. And it just somehow I felt I'm scared to death and I don't even know how to speak, how to talk, especially English. My English sucks, but I had to, like, I felt like I have to do this, <laughs> you know, to, to like Donna learned from the mountain and George learned from the pants. <laughs> I'm serious. Mm-hmm. Um, we have to send this message to the world because there are so many people struggling to the patterns mm-hmm. or outside. They don't trust themselves. Well, even sometimes they hate themselves mm-hmm. because of the very surface. Well, I don't have time. I don't have money. So mm-hmm. this show is all you, about... You are a warrior host. <laughs> yeah, warrior, warrior, warrior. I can't even <laughs> say the difference. Arigato. Let's open the box of Zen. See you next time. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode of Let's Open the Box of Zen with Hitomi. We hope today's episode has helped you transcend your limiting beliefs and bring Zen into your heart. Tune in next week for more helpful tips. We'll see you soon.